This is part two of my conversation with Ashley Kelly about her new book, No Small Thing. I hope you enjoy it. It was a lot of fun getting to visit with her and talk about her story, her book publishing, book writing process, uh, how she got how she got the idea and uh, what she hopes to do with the book. So sit back, relax, and enjoy No Small Thing with Ashley Kelly. Welcome to The Scott Townsend Show, brought to you by Pizza Man Productions. Tell us the story of the little red pickled onions. I don't like onions. No, thank you. I do not like them. And um, it was a couple years ago at um, our small group at church. We, we have a guy that usually makes us dinner every night for our small group. So the next day, my husband was making a taco for lunch. And, um, and he was like, you have to try these. You have to put these pickled red onions on your, just a couple of them, just try it one time. I was shocked by how good they were and how it changed my tacos. It's so funny. And I use that as an example of the opening of that chapter because it's so silly. It's so little, um, you know, pickled red onions, but it, it changed how I now eat my tacos and I put them on all kinds of other things now too. <laughs> so it's just like little things, you know, they may seem silly, but they, they can and they do matter. <laughs> in the, in the big plan, you wrote something that I've never thought of before. Actually, okay. this was the first time I had ever heard anybody say this. So I thought okay. that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Hopefully it's um, right. Yeah, uh, you said that you you were talking about how big God is and, and stuff like that. And is it uh, Jesus on page forty two? Jesus trudged forward on a hill he created. Mm-hmm. When I read that, I was like, "What?" And that's wow. So so the cross that he was hung on, he had made the wood. <laughs> you know, yeah, the yeah. hill that he died on had been cre- he he created it all. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I'd never thought of, that. never heard anybody say that before. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, the people in front of him that were killing him made him. He made them, mm-hmm. you know. And he still uh, offered himself up for all of them and us. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It is. That's how much. That's how much he loves us you know like it was his love for us that that drove him there it wasn't a i'm going to be the hero you know what i mean like that's not god that that it was that he created us we chose you know humanity chose against him continued choosing against him over and over and over but his love for us, his desire to have us back, to have that that beautiful, perfect relationship that we were created for, it drove him to the cross. Hmm. It hit in a different way. Yeah. The uh, tell us how you came out of the feeling of insignificance and nothing matters. How did what was that journey? I mean, do you feel that way now? No, 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 I don't. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I ever, maybe saying nothing matters is a little extreme. I don't think I ever 
quite got, I didn't quite get there, but, um, it was a, it, it was like, I, I kind of said earlier, it was God opening my eyes and my heart to the, to the idea, to the reality that, um, I needed to, I needed to think differently. I needed to change the way that I was seeing my life, what I was thinking about, um, how I was thinking about it. Um, and, and so it just started really slow with just noticing everyday beauty, noticing those little things. Um, and I didn't know that that was, it didn't at the time, I didn't know that this little thing was going to be so big, you know, like just changing that. And, and then it, then it kind of softened my heart, I think. And I've always, I've always loved God. I've, I've grown up in church. Um, after the internship, I went to Bible college. My husband and I both did. We graduated. We knew we were, we were called to ministry. And so it's never been a question of like, I lost my faith and I found it again. It was just more of like, it was something I had always had and always lived with. And I took it for granted. And so I am in, in one way or another, I think my heart just kind of got hardened toward the beauty of God and the beauty of his word and the life that he had given to me. And so slowly by, by opening me up and helping me to see the beauty around me, he began softening my heart. And then, um, I began to, um, just feel that conviction of like, I don't even, I don't even like read his word as much as, as people probably think I do. You know what I mean? Like I graduated Bible college and there, my Bible sits on the shelf collecting dust and, and so then it was just a small decision to pick up my Bible again and start reading whenever I could in the little pockets of time. So I had my little babies and, um, I just read here and there and, and started in the Psalms because they're so, um, relatable and emotional and raw and real and, and full of the everlasting love and faithfulness of God. And, um, it just, slowly began just like breaking my heart wide open. And all of a sudden my, my entire life had changed. And all I wanted to do was talk about God, learn about God, read his word, um, teach other people. And, um, it just was that, that really is what made the biggest difference. And then when I became so convinced, like utterly convinced of how much he loves me, of how big he is, like this God who created those 22 quintillion stars and, you know, he holds them in the sky and yet he sees me and he knows me. And the Bible says that he cares about every little detail of my life. Mm -hmm. And when I began to like, really like when that sunk in and hit me, I realized, oh my gosh, that means that my life matters. That means that every little thing I do actually has significance because he because he sees me because he gives me that significance. It's not what other people see or what they give me. It's who my creator, my savior, my God, what's it's what he says about me. And, and, and I was enough for Jesus to die on the cross for, you know? And, and so all those things that I had known my whole life that I grew up hearing and like never questioned it, it would, but it was just like, once it, once it hit home in me, once it, um, took root, it began to grow. And, 
Um, and I realized that that truth hits every area of my life. And that's really what, what the book is, is just how that big truth of who God is and how much he loves us and the plan that he has, how that actually hits every little area of our lives. You said in uh, Everyday Faithfulness Matters on page 104, good things come with time. Please don't look for immediate results. Slow growth is growth. More often than not, it is the most sustainable kind of growth. Mm -hmm. So often we're looking for that quick fix, that microwave mentality. Or you have to work for it. Oh, you have to work for it. Yeah, we understand that when it comes to those of us who are, I say of us, because it's not me, um, into like working out (laughs) and like, you know, the physical uh, stuff, you know, watching what we eat and, you know, all of that. And so um, there's a lot of a lot of people that get that they they understand like yeah you can't go work out one day and all of a sudden you're like ripped and you're ready to go you know what I mean that's mm-hmm. not how it works it's slow um, and I think a lot of times we're we're more willing to accept that you know with the physical body um, and but we don't we don't understand that it's it's the same way with our with our spiritual, you know, like with God and with our, um, discipleship in, in, in just our lives in general, like it is, it's slow, slow growth. Very few things in life happen really fast that remain healthy. You Mm -hmm. know, it's just not, not how God designed things. Over in, uh, your chapter, the, the ministry of small things, you talk about the pickled red onions. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. I thought you should put a little picture of some red onions on your cover. I thought I that, that would be a little good little Easter egg. Anyway, uh, talk. tell us the story of the little red pickled onions. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't like onions. I don't like, um, I used to, when I was younger, I used to like absolutely every onion. No, no cooked onions. Absolutely no raw onions, nothing. Um, as I've gotten older, I can, I like, I can handle cooked onions now. Um, still raw onions. No, thank you. I do not like them. And, um, it was a couple years ago at, um, our small group at church. We, we have a guy that usually makes us dinner every night for our small group. And, um, and he's, he's amazing. And he had made, it was taco night. And so he had taco, you know, all the things and all the toppings, all the fixings. And he had made some homemade pickled red onions. And of course, that night I did not put pickled red onions on my taco because, ew. And the next day we we took all the leftovers home with us. And the next day my husband was making a taco for lunch. And, um, and he was like, you have to try these. You have to put these pickled red onions on your, just a couple of them. Just try it one time. If you don't like it, that's fine. But I'm telling you, you are going to love it. It is just going to take this taco to a whole new level. And I was like, fine, I'll just do it. I'll try it. So, you know, I grabbed a few, put them on a taco and um, I was shocked by how good they were and how it changed my taco. And they didn't taste, they weren't like, they didn't taste like raw onions. Like it had changed the, you know, it was just so good. And so now I almost always have a jar of homemade pickled red onions in my refrigerator for taco night because we have tacos all the time. Um, And it's just, it's so funny. And I use that as an example of the opening of that chapter because it's so silly. It's so little, um, you know, pickled red onions, but 
it it changed how I now eat my tacos and I put them on all kinds of other things now too. <laughs> so it's just like little things, you know, they may seem silly, but they, they can and they do matter. <laughs> Thank you for joining the Scott Townsend show. We'll be back right after this. Before we continue, the best way to support the Scott Townsend Show is by telling friends, family members, and becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Scott Townsend Show. So yeah, we uh, have awesome perks, personalized videos, personalized episodes, all kinds of cool stuff at different tier levels. Patreon allows us to do the show full-time, part-time, anytime. So thank you so much for your support. Small little things can and do matter. Okay. I, I like that. You said if we were sitting on my couch, cozied up with a blanket and warm drinks in our hands, I'm guessing and tea for me, then I'd give you the extended version. What's the extended version? Is that in when I was, um, yeah, from the moment, time? yeah, uh, uh, a little leading goes along, a little so leading goes a long way. Yeah, it was talking about the book. I was talking about, yeah. you know, me um just kind of there's a, a a long time where just me going back and forth with God like is this what you're asking me to do? Like is it this book? Is this is this is this you or is this me? Is is this your idea or is this just something that I really want to do? So how did you determine that? Um it was it was a long time of going back and forth and the small thing, it just kept, it kept popping up. I kept seeing it everywhere. I couldn't um, get it out of my head. And then, but what really like pushed me over the edge um, was, uh, it was like, it was two summers ago, we got into a car wreck um, on our way to the beach, um, which was, which was a bummer. And it totaled our minivan. We were totally fine, but it just, our minivan was no longer, no longer going to be with us. And so we had to buy a new car, which is a big deal. If you're not, if you're not ready, you know, if you don't have that planned, Mm -hmm. um, we like to buy with cash, you know, all this stuff. And so it's just like, oh my gosh. Um, And so eventually we worked out all the insurance, you know, all the things. And so finally it was time to find a new car, buy a new car. Um, we found one we liked in Tulsa. We had a great experience with our car salesman. Um, he used to be a pastor, you know, all these things that just kind of put us at ease and we're like, okay, maybe this is, you know, the right thing, just those little things even. Mm-hmm. And um, we, he takes us into, what is it like the financial office, you know, mm-hmm. you go talk to the guy about all, Finance, the, all the details, yeah. you know? And he, this guy was super, he was such a character. He was very relational, super nice. Um, and it's a slow process. They're doing whatever they have to do. You know, you're just like, can we be done yet? Mm-hmm. And he's basically giving us his life story and he's a Christian. And he was telling us how he was writing a book, how he felt like God was kind of leading him to write a book. And he was telling us about all these um, encounters that he would have with people. And it just seemed like you can't explain that without God, you know, all these things. And it was really encouraging for me. He had no idea that 
Um, I was currently like having the same kind of conversation with God about writing a book. You know, he had no idea. He knew we were pastors. Um, he said that like he had had six or seven pastors in, in the past couple of weeks. And so that's so rare. Like I mm. never have pastors in here. And he's like, what is God doing? You know, and, and inside I'm thinking like, God, what are you doing? Like, why are we having this conversation right now? <laughs> yeah. And so we get everything settled. We buy our car, all this stuff. And, um, a couple of days later I was sitting down kind of, you know, praying and, and wrestling with God about this. My kids were at VBS. So the house was quiet and I could actually think, and I just, for some reason, that guy popped into my head and I remember that he gave us his business card. And for some reason that was really important to me, like, I need, I want to know what his name was. Like, if he ever writes a book, how am I supposed to know that he wrote a book? Like, if I don't know his name, you know, or whatever. And so I went out, ran out to the car. I stuck his business card in the glove department and ran out to the car, grabbed, found the business card. And I like turned it over and because I, I could not remember what his name was and his name, I don't remember. I have the business card. I don't remember what his first name is, though. His last name was Small. And in that moment, I was like, are you kidding me? Because already I had already like I knew the book that I wanted to write that I felt like that I was asking, like, is this the right? Is this what you're leading me to? It was all about small things. You know, I called it the small book. And have this conversation with this complete stranger about him writing a book and about all the things that God like orchestrates in our lives. And I just have to go find his business card to remember what his name is. And I pull it over, you know, turn it over. And there it is. His last name is small. Like, God, <laughs> is this like, this has to be he's like, I don't know what else I can do, Ashley. <laughs> you just need to like, this is it. And so it was then that I was like, all right, fine. And I, I started outlining the book and, and uh, kind of working through it and still had to fight myself and, you know, all the thoughts, but it was at that point that I was like, either this is just crazy coincidence or it's God. And I'm going to choose to believe that it's, that it's God. Have you ever written a book before? No. So how did you get started? What's, uh, what's your writing process like? How did you get started? Uh, my process is messy. Um, I have a really hard time. I could, I out, like I said, I outlined the book, but I, for the life of me, could not go in and outline a chapter. I could not. And it's the same way when I, um, work on like a message or a sermon for church, I, I can't, I have a really hard time outlining and then going from there. So it's almost like I have to, I start at the beginning and just work all the way through and it becomes what it becomes. Um, it's probably not the most uh, like efficient way to do it, right? Um, but it's your but way. It, it, yeah, it's the way I've always um, kind of thought as I write, like that's where my thoughts become clear. I'm not so much like an audible thinker. I'm, I, I write everything out and I'm like, do I really think that? And I'm like, yes, I do. Yeah. That's what I think. <laughs> I can't just like off the top of my head do that. And so, um, yeah. And I wrote it, I wrote it straight through. So some, I know some authors will like, oh, I know what this chapter is about. So I'll write this chapter and they can kind of like bounce, bounce around. Oh yeah. Um, but for this one, because it was so like, it is linear and there is, it is, it does like go in order. Um, I really couldn't, I couldn't like 
jumped the end before I wrote the beginning or, you know, or whatever. So, um, yeah. Hmm. It's cool. It's your way. So it's gotta be okay. You know? I mean, it worked. <laughs> it's the Ashley Lane way. Hey, uh, you know, this book was a great encouragement to me, but I know it will be a great encouragement to everyone who reads this, this podcast, for example, there's times when you think, I think I should just quit. I should just stop it. I do it because I just enjoy doing it. Whether there's a hundred people subscribe to it or 10,000 subscribe to it. It's just sometimes. And so when I was looking, reading this book, it was really, I was really encouraged by it. You know, like don't, don't give up. Don't be, you know, it's, it's you're starting off small. Uh, you're making your chops. Maybe. I love that you're following, you know, a passion and it's not about the bigger and the better and the numbers and the money and which that's what motivates so many people out there. And I have struggled with the same thing. Even at the very end of the book, there's a, there's a note to the reader and it talks about that, that this book is my, is my small thing offering because I don't have, I don't have a platform. I don't have, um, I remember when, when I was like, you know, I really feel like I want to be a published author. How do I make that happen? And I began looking into it and this was like in 2018, anywhere you looked, even for the Christian, um, Christian publishing, the, what they would tell you, the bare minimum, you have to have 10,000 followers. You've got to have at least 10,000 followers. You got to be a good writer because why would any publishing company want to work with you if they're not going to be able to like make money off of it? You know what I mean? And so like, like what? I have to have 10,000, you know, for years I was caught up in like, okay, so I have to build a platform. I have to do all this stuff. And knowing that that wasn't, I didn't want to spend my time doing that. I wanted to write. I wanted to encourage, I wanted to teach. And, but the world and social media is full of the people that build those platforms and then get, you know, what they want. And, um, and so like this book is just my, it's like my declaration. It's me standing my ground and saying, this is no small thing. I am no small thing. And if it's one reader, it was worth it. If it was just, if it's just the people at church that read this book, then it's worth it. And, um, and I had to, I had to fight, I had to fight through that. And I had to solidify my motivation, um, behind writing this book and, and, and so I wrote a little letter at the end, just saying, you know, like, this is, this is enough. And if this is all it is, then that's all it is. And I'm 100% okay with it. So I, I mm. understand. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about right there. I needed to play that back to myself, <laughs> man. Yeah. So I understand. I totally understand here where you're at. Celeste will tell me, she'll say, well, do you enjoy doing it? And I'll say, well, yeah, I really do. She goes, well, then just keep doing it. Yeah. You know, you just, if that's what you do, then just do it. Who yeah. cares if you have one or a million? Yeah. So, yeah. You have no idea what kind of impact it's having on, you know, somebody else. And that person could maybe never tell you. Right. You never know. Well, I really appreciate your time today. That was a, a fascinating conversation. If people want more information about you and your book, where do they go? 
Um, they can find me on Instagram at Ashley Lane Kelly. Um, I do have a website. Um, I don't do much on it. It is rootedandstrong.com. Um, but I'm really most active on Instagram. So that would be the best way to find me. Amazon, you can buy the book, I guess, and all the yeah, you can buy the book major on players. Amazon. It's at Barnes and Noble, not the store, but yeah. um, most people, I just said most people to Amazon. All right. Well, for Ashley Lane Kelly, this is Scott Townsend. Thanks for watching and listening to Scott Townsend's show. Have a great day. Everything's going to be all right. And we'll talk to you later. The Scott Townsend Show is a Dietzo Man production. For more episodes, visit the Scott Townsend Show YouTube channel. Listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Janet, frontiste ki kitaxte pano apotonomosas prin alaxete lorida.